0: Hello, everyone. My name is OJ Tucker, host of the OJ Tucker podcast, the only comedy tennis podcast that talks about a political and societal culture as a whole. My name is OJ Tucker. As the name would Suggest. Happy Thursday. Hopefully you guys are getting ready for your weekend, spending time with your family, friends, getting in, in ready and getting in anticipation for Roland Garros while also watching the Leon Open there's a little bit of news that we can get into outside of the tennis world today. There will be no tennis topics, just because there will be kind of a breather, and I kind of want to breathe before I, I start rolling Garo. So there will be a bunch of topics that will obviously age like milk, but I feel like it's in my best interest to at least discuss them and find the humor in it all, because at the end of the day, what's there to live besides humor? So we'll get into the topics for today. We can discuss the Pennsylvania Republican primary, between Dr. Oz and his opponent, uh, Shane McCormick, I think his name is, and the Pennsylvania primary race between the two of them. Uh, the Twitter mob going after Robin, Rogan for his Roe v. Wade comments. And just my role of thoughts and opinions on the comments that he made regarding his podcast episode that he did just a few days ago. Tucker Carlson calling Dan Crenshaw patch John McCain uh, on Monday. And, you know, just my overall thoughts and opinions on Dan Crenshaw's b- belief in giving $40 billion to Ukraine and whatnot, and the aid that he wants to give Ukraine because of it. Uh, but where we'll start off for today will be Jordan Peterson getting roasted for calling SI swimsuit model ugly. So this happened on Monday, I would say. Uh, so SI, the, they announced the swimsuit issue, which... Whatever. I don't know why they keep doing it. I I really don't. I mean, nobody really reads Sports Illustrated. I mean, at no point did anyone. I mean, I used to read Sports Illustrated as as a kid, but it was like SI kids. It was never like the actual issue. That's a little too obscene. Like I, I don't know. I I knew back then about what the swimsuit issue was, so like I I couldn't muster the courage to like get a subscription for, for that because again like I didn't grow up with that in mind. You know, for me it was just. SI kids, you know, get the trading cards, you know, because they used to give trading cards away uh, for the SI, SI uh, kids issues and whatnot. So, obviously, you know, you know the SI swimsuit issue. They announced, like, four people. Like, it was Sierra, Kim K, uh, May Musk, Elon Musk's mother, and uh, this model named Yumi Nu. Uh, and... Obviously, like, this is a newer individual. Uh, It's important to point out that I think her father owns, like, the Benihana chain or whatnot. And that she's, like, cousins with Steve Aoki. So, if you think there's nepotism in, like, the fashion runway world, there's also nepotism in, like, the swimsuit world as well. Uh, So, basically, what what you have to know about her is that she's, like, plus size. So, she's a little bit on the thicker side, I would say. uh, really thicker side. Uh, And, you know, New York Post... Uh, basically tweeted out the image of her on the SI cover saying, Yumi News shaking over SI swimsuit cover reveal. And Jordan Peterson, obviously the guy from, you know, the professor, you know, the guy who made 12 Steps of Life, you know, that dude, uh, the 12 Rules of Life, uh, quote tweeted it saying, Sorry, not beautiful, and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. And let me just say this. Uh, He got roasted for this. Like extremely roasted just for saying that. I mean, there were several quote tweets on, on his quote tweet. There were several replies. I mean, there. I mean, Valsh was going after him. I mean, what? Whoever. Uh, Liz Brunig. You know, some people within the left space. Uh, Hassan Abi. Uh, Hassan the Hun. You, you know. You know Hassan Piker. Uh, basically replied saying sorry, not beautiful, and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to, uh, to- change that. And it was like a picture of like jordan peterson in his room decrepit room like with litter everywhere and i think this was like right after he announced like his benzo addiction or whatnot so I was like he just got roasted by twitter like really and i'm no big fan of Hasan piger but like man like he really uh i mean he, i think he like out liked him i think on his own post or whatnot so i was like wow i mean obviously i knew like jordan peterson had a lot of hate on twitter and whatnot i get all that but people were going in on him. And I'll be honest with you, like, I understand where they were coming from. But at the end of the day, like, it's just a matter of personal preference, like, honestly. Uh, so, so he tweets that out. So Jordan Peterson tweets that out. And uh, he then says... He then says he's going to depart from Twitter because of said tweets about him. This was a tweet by him saying, uh, So I told my staff to change my password to keep me from my temptation and i departing once again. If I have something to say, I'll write an article or make a video. If the issue is not important enough to justify that, then perhaps it would be best to just let it go and then he sort of quote tweeted on that so i mean he loves quote tweeting Uh, i don't know why uh and i and then he says and i plan to write an article on the technical reasons that twitter is maddening us all very soon bye for now so he tweets all that so he tweets out you know him going after this si swimsuit model he then says he's departing from, from twitter But then a few hours later, he then tweets out, like, how he thinks his fans and whatnot. So I have no idea what's happening with Jordan Peterson. Maybe he's on Benzos again. I have no idea. Hopefully not. But I think this just goes to show you that at the end of the day, like, you can't take Twitter too seriously. I feel like that's the main gist that we can all agree on here, that at the end of the day, like, Twitter is a war zone. People are going to get mad at each other. People are going to throw shit against. Uh, sorry, I swore uh, in the first ten minutes of the video. My bad to Twitter, YouTube. Uh, people are going to throw things against each, against each other. <laughs> Pardon of my French. Sorry, uh, and that's that's what Twitter is at the end of the day, and it stinks. You know, it's come down to it. Uh, personally, do I think his words on the plus size model on on the SI swimsuit thing? a bit of, do I think it's a little too much? I'm no, I mean, it's just his opinion, right? Like at the end of the day, like beauty is, is people's perspe- perception, you know, it's like, it skews, it's, it's subjective, right? Like beauty is subjective. So beauty is in the eyes of the holder, you know, that's what it like, boils down to. So if so- he doesn't find some person attractive, that doesn't mean like you got to go like full on rampage on. him. it's like, no, like at the end of the day, like maybe he just doesn't find it attractive, you know, like, that's, maybe that's just what it boils down to. And also, like, we got to stop acting like these plus size models, is a healthy, right? Like, we got to stop acting like that's the surefire way to to go about this, right? Like, obviously, you know, you shouldn't be like anorexic or have an eating disorder. But at the end, at the end of the day, when you see these plus size models, it's like, no, like, this is not a healthy way of living, right? Like, at the end of the day, like, you're still being objective like at the end of the day like like when i see plus size models being like yes this is great or when i see like fat people like because that's, that's what it boils down to essentially like fat people being like yes we need more representation it's like at the end of the day like you're still being an object right like that's that's what it boils like that's what it comes it comes down to like you're still being objected. you're still trying to get the gaze on you you know like, the male gaze on you so when i see you know plus size individuals you know still supporting like these archaic standards of of the si swimsuit issue and whatnot it's like you're still complicit in, in wanting to be objectified you're right you're like what you're doing is no different than who you're criticizing you know so so when i see this i'm like well this is not a healthy way of living right like when you see these i wouldn't say morbidly obese individuals but rather obese individuals you know, grace the covers and whatnot, it's like, okay, fine, if people like it, sure, why not? But this is not a healthy way to live. And and more importantly, you don't think this person that was on the issue was photoshopped. Like, let's be honest here, like, that person was clearly photoshopped just like every other individual. So to think that we should treat this individual any differently than we would treat anybody else, I I think that's kind of sad. And and more importantly, it's not linear consistent with anybody's beliefs so personally for me it's just too much for me like I'm gonna be honest with you I mean, I'm I'm a pretty skinny dude so when I see that I'm like eh too much for me I don't know not my cup of tea honestly but again like people are going after Jordan Peterson for like the weirdest reasons like they're going after his wife saying his wife is ugly I'm like dude like stop it like it, honestly like his wife is not like an si swimsuit model like she's just A person, and that's fine. Like she's just another individual that he truly loves. If you if you're viewing that in that perspective, then don't get married. Honestly, like if if you're saying, "Oh, your wife is ugly and whatnot," it's like, dude, like if that's your perspective, like do not get married whatsoever. Uh, Because at the end of the day, like aging will take. Aging is part of the process, so understand that. If that's your perspective on, on marriage, then you probably shouldn't get married. If that's the case, but again, I don't. Here's the thing with Jordan Peterson. Do I think his comments were out of step or out of line? No, because if you're a person that wants to get out there, if you want, to, if you're a person that wants to be objectified, just like this SI swimsuit model, then you're gonna have people that will critique you, and you'll have people that will critique who you are and how you look like. And honestly, that's what you sign up for. You know, that's what you sign up for when you become, you know, a public figure or when you put yourself out there in, in, in situations. So honestly i I don't i think this will die down i think hopefully and hopefully we can come to the conclusion that this is just not a healthy way of living right when you see extremely large individuals grace the covers and, and it's like it it's it's it feels like cheating in a way like you, i it should not happen like obviously like the si swimsuit issue and whatnot sports illustrated is basically on the brink of bankruptcy like let's be honest here so they need people to talk about it they knew that having a rather obese individual grace the cover of it would do publicity would get people talking and we're talking about it as a result of it so honestly they're winning they're doing well at it but What's the cost to it? You know, what is the cost to having a person of that be on the cover? You know, like at the end of the day, this is not healthy. Like, I don't think I per, per se would partake in that. Like, I don't, like, I, I don't, I don't want to partake in that, you know. So that's just not my thing. But again, when you look, when you think of what Jordan Peterson saying, I feel like a lot of individuals silently agree with what he's saying. I do. Like, I'm sorry. It's just, I mean, there were several Jordan Peterson fanboys are like, oh, Jordan Peterson, that's fine. You know, I kind of like it. It's like, I mean, it's up to you if you want to like it or not. But I'm just saying, I feel like a lot of people were kind of siding with him. I'm not going to lie. So anyways, that's just my overall opinions on uh, the Jordan Peterson thing with uh, the model. I'll be quite honest with you. I'm not a big fan of the SI Models, I I don't. I like the more fashion runway. You know the people that do the 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 runway for like fashion houses. That's what I like. That's that's what I like. Uh, I I like skinny. That's that's what I, what I like. I like skinny. I like people that mirror my body type. That's what I like. I don't like I don't like this. It's too much. You know when I when I first saw I'm like, is that Clay Matthews? Like like I was <laughs> like when I first saw him, I'm like, man, that's a linebacker. Like she could she could play for the Packers or something. That's just my I'm sorry if I'm being fat phobic here, but hey, uh fat being fat I mean, I'm just saying what I first saw when I saw that. I'm like, damn, like Troy Paul Malu uh straightened his hair out, man. Uh that's that's what I thought uh when I first saw that. But yeah, that's just my overall thoughts and opinions on the Jordan Peterson thing. Hopefully it comes back on Twitter. I like Jordan Peterson. I know that's not a, a very popular opinion to say. Uh I feel like if you take his political opinion seriously, you may not like him, but for me personally, if you just look at him as like a way to self improve and as a way for self-growth, then it's really hard to really hate on him, right? Like, I think what he was trying to go for is, hey, clean your room, make sure you read a book, you know, connect with your family, reconnect with your family. I feel like these, this is just basic life advice that really helped out a lot of individuals. And he's performing in Boston, so I don't know if I'm going to see him perform. The tickets are a little too expensive uh, for me, but uh, again, he's he's a individual that motivates people, and I think individuals that sort of take him seriously or by the book, or you know, take him anything outside of what he truly is, which is just an individual that wants individual other people to live the best life they can possibly live if you view him anything outside of that or if you view him in, as a way as like a political influencer then you probably w- would dislike him but for me like i just viewed him as hey as a person that wanted people to get better you know a person that advocated for people to read russian literature you know like how many people within the modern day pop sphere recommends individuals to read you know dostoyevsky you know like Uh, who who, like who of their right mind would do that it's only Jordan Peterson and you got to give him his credit you know you got to give him his credit for doing that so you know Jordan Peterson I like him I know it's not the most popular opinion to have and yeah there are definitely parts where where he does get very political and it, it gets it gets a little too rough in the waters for me but overall generally speaking from the surface outside I do like him and I think he is a net positive for a lot of men out there. I really do. Um, I just found his comments to be funny and and honestly like let's be honest here like a lot of people have the same sentiment about that as well like let's be honest here. Uh, All right so I think that's it for the topic for Jordan Peterson. I went a little bit too overboard. Uh, My apologies for the swear am I editing it out. No uh why would i i mean first off i don't really edit a lot of parts out of the podcast but uh it's like i swore so i'm sorry but that's just what happens when you get into it uh don't worry i won't swear next week i promise it will be mostly tennis so i'll keep it kosher but um uh, yeah i just thought that discussion merited uh that type of discussion uh so let's 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 get into the next topic here shall we? uh tucker Carlson calls out Dan Crenshaw, uh, and he calls him out by saying he's eye-patched John McCain. So this is from Newsweek. So Tucker Carlson calls Dan Crenshaw eye-patched McCain over Ukraine's support. So Fox News, Tucker Carlson mocked Republican Texas Representative Dan Crenshaw as he discussed his support for Ukraine, dub- dubbing the congressman a former Navy SEAL who lost an eye while fighting in Afghanistan, eye-patched McCain. He is correct. Uh, I'll continue with the article. Carlson was discussing the plan for the United States to send for Ukraine $40 billion in aid as it continu- continues its fight against Russia, which Crenshaw supports. Carlson argued against the aid and said that the nationwide baby formula shortage should take precedent. Why is Congress, uh, should I break out the Tucker Carlson impression because this is in quotes, uh, why is Congress so focused on Ukraine, but you can't find baby formula? What does it even mean? How is it possible? You can't even fill your truck because things in our economy are declining really rapidly. Uh, Carlson said. Don't ask questions. According to Congressman Diane Crenshaw of Texas, asking questions like that, really any questions at all, thinking you're a citizen, makes you pro Russia. Uh, uh, that's my Dan Crenshaw, uh, Tucker Carlson impression. Very bad. Uh, Crenshaw has said during an interview with Fox News that Trey Gowdy on Monday, the arguments that our side is making is very depressing and they are almost pro Russia. People are saying, we can't put baby formula on our shelves, but we are sending money to Ukrainians. My response to that is, do you know how much baby formula you can ta- you can buy with $40 billion? None. Because it is not a money issue. It is a manufacturing issue. All right. I'm siding with Tucker Carlson on this. You know, at the end of the day, like, we should not be giving $40 billion to Ukraine. Like, we shouldn't. I know there are a lot of people that are pro-Ukraine, and then that's up to you if you're pro-Ukraine. All right. But understand that war is not just good versus evil right the russia is just i mean ukraine has done a lot of bad things just as much as say russia has done a lot of bad things and to send 40 billion dollars to ukraine when you have struggling people in america i think that's kind of sad honestly and it shows a misplacement of our money and when you see rand paul when you see tyler carlson go after this and, and really strike down on the effects or the idea that Ukraine should, or that we should send Ukraine forty billion dollars, it really goes to show you that these Republicans are really outflanking the left on a lot of issues and are really doing their concerted effort to help out working class people. And again, you know, you can say what you want about Tucker Carlson. I get it. You know, he has said a lot about a lot of questionable things. But at the same time, you got to call, out, you got to say when a person's right, and Tucker Carlson is right on this. Uh, I just wish Fox News gave the same energy for Tucker Carlson as they did for Pete Davidson, right? Two, three years ago, Pete Davidson made fun of, you know, Dan Crenshaw for wearing an eye patch, And he got lambasted on Fox News saying, you can't make fun of a war veteran. How can you make fun of a war veteran? And it's like, it was just a joke. He was just trying to make a joke. He was like, he said Dan Crenshaw was a hitman in a porno, which he does kind of look like a hitman in porno. I'm not going to lie. Uh, is it the best joke ever? No, but... Is it a joke that, you know, people sh- shouldn't take seriously? Of course. And and honestly, like, the fact that people were going after him for a joke, for a rather banal joke, really shows you that, you know, the pro-interventionist, pro-military people within Fox News still permeates there. And hopefully, Tucker Carlson was defending Pete Davidson. Hopefully he was. Uh, but still, I, I feel like the fact that they were going ham on Pete Davidson, but... Are silent Tucker Carlson really shows you that at the end of the day, they're just covering their own. So honestly, I don't mind what Tucker Carlson said. He is right. Like when I think of Dan Crenshaw, it, it's hard for me to really side with him because I see through him. Like I really do see the John McCain thing with him. I really do. So when I see him and, and when I, when I hear him talk, I'm like, Oh, you're just another politician. Like you're just, you're just a sleaze with just like any other politician. You're no different than, than say McCain, whether it's Pete Buttigieg, you're just a, you're just the same as everyone else. You're just a different you're, you're just you just you just who you are, which is no different than any other bag politician that combines a neoliberal economic policy with a neoconservative foreign policy. That's what it boils down to essentially with the with Dan Crenshaw. So yeah, I mean honestly with the, when when I heard Tucker Carlson say this and he was talking to Tulsi Gabber which by the way, what a fall from grace for Tulsi Gabbard. But Tucker Carlson, when I heard him, and again I say Tulsi Gabbard because like she, like man, like she's she's a grifter. Like let's be honest here. Like let's call a spade a spade. We we gotta call it like we see it. I mean, she's a grifter through and through. Uh, the what she said about you know bombing certain countries before her twenty twenty campaign. I mean, I should have seen it coming. Honestly, like she was just a neocon, but then she, she sort of gripped in, into this anti-war space because she saw an out, she saw somewhere to get in and she sort of built herself as anti-war, even though she's had like a history of being neoconservative and being pro-imperialist. So honestly, screw Tulsi, but she, she he was talking to her and whatnot. So honestly, like I think with Tucker Carlson in this situation, you kind of have to agree and sort of understand where he's coming from. You know, obviously, is is it fun to make fun of him? Yes, it really is. What's going on here? And, you know, just that like spontaneous thing, like it—it's so hilarious to see him doing it. So, what is the point? You know, like just like that small like inflection is just amazing. It's just hilarious. I I love I I, I love him just because of just the shocked face when he hears his interviews. Like when he like talks to somebody, he's like. <laughs> like, like that, he, he just, like, stares at them intently, just processing everything they say, and it is so hilarious to watch T- Tucker Carlson do that. He's just, like, he just looks at the camera, and it's just, like, such such a hilarious face to make. <laughs> but honestly, like, Tucker Carlson, I mean, he gets the best ratings, and you, you understand why. You know, he is a lot like Stephen A. Smith. You know, he's a lot like that individual that will stir the pot, get people talking. You know, and that and that's completely fine. You know, that's what you need in television. Honestly, if it gets if it generates ratings and it gets people talking, then hey at the end of the day that's what they're there for They're opinion pieces they're not news channels they're not news channels like they really aren't even though fox news builds itself as a news channel they value entertainment first and foremost just like any other news channel they're no different than cnn they're no different than espn they're no different th- they're no different than e new than e Than network e you know with all their you know reality shows you know at the end of the day it's all wrestling it's all real. it's all reality shows so at the end of the day, what matters is just whether it's entertaining. And to be honest, Tucker Carlson is entertaining. But he did make a good point about Dan Crenshaw. And I feel like that is something that we haven't really heard from other Fox News anchors. You know, a lot of Fox News anchors would be like, Oh, you know, Dan Crenshaw fought for the flag. You know, he he did everything he could. You know, that's why I support him giving $40 billion to Ukraine because he has good militaristic insight. It's like, you mean the dude that like... You mean the person that works for the government that, you know, lied us into Iraq and Afghanistan and and lied us into every other war that has happened since World War II or after World War II? You mean mean the government that, you know, lied about Gulf of Tonkin and and lied about, you know, WMDs and lied about, you know, Iran-Contra and a a bunch of other things, you know, like actually was complicit in Iran-Contra? You know, that's what you're going to die on. That's the hell you're going to die on. You know a country that we just now are going back into somalia i mean the u.s government basically announced that we're going to go back into somalia so that's the government that you're going to side with so when i see people are like oh he's presidential material i'm like you really want to run back 2008 again you really want to you want to you really want to see him like get i have no idea what republican vice president you know hot woman republican vice president he wants but you really want to see 2008 again Because that's what's going to happen if you have Den Crenshaw run for president. If he is the nominee, you're going to lose in a big way. Like, really. You really are. And it best not be against, like, you know, another, like, individual like Obama who had populist policies, you know, running for 2008, but overall was a neoliberal just like every other uh, person behind him or before him and basically did what what Wall Street wanted him to do and what the mic wanted him to do so at the end of the day i i Or here's the thing dan crenshaw will be here forever he'll be in congress forever and we're gonna have to deal with him you know he's like ezra miller in hawaii you know like he's he's ezra miller for hawaiians like you're gonna have to deal with him you know like he's gonna be there forever he's never gonna go outside of that place You're usually going to have to deal with him and you're going to have to hear him trending each and every week on Twitter. Uh, dude. What happened to Ezra Miller? Like, what happened? Like, I liked him as an actor, I'm not going to lie. Like, I thought he was a pretty good actor. Liked him at Perks of Being a Wallflower. Uh, He had some pretty good roles, I'm not going to lie. I think he was a part of that uh, Josh Tang movie, I think. I forget his name. Chronicle. I think he was a part... I think he was in Chronicle. I don't... If my memory serves me correctly, I think he was in Chronicle. I don't know why I'm talking about Ezra Miller here, but... Like, what... Dan Crenshaw is for Congress is, I mean, what Ezra Miller is for Hawaii, Dan Crenshaw is for the political landscape. Like, he will always be in the news. He'll be in Congress until he's like 70 or 80. He's going to die... Yeah, and that, that's basically about it with uh, Dan Crenshaw. Uh, that's all we got to really know about Dan Crenshaw, honestly. Uh, so, yeah, that's just my overall thoughts and opinions on Tucker Carlson and Dan Crenshaw. I really miss tennis. I really do. I, I really wish I added some tennis into this podcast. But I thought, or, like, originally my thought was, okay, I want to take some break from tennis. You know, you know, it's a good three, four days before we talk about the Roland Garros. You know, the Leon Open is happening and Gaskin won against Medvedev. I was kind of surprised, but at the end of the day, like Medvedev has a love-hate relationship with Clay, so he might lose early on. He may reach the quarterfinals, semifinals, like last year. But overall, the Leon Open's happening. Not really notable. Not really noteworthy happening, to be honest with you. So we're getting ready for Roland Garros. I'm like, okay, I'll take some break from t- tennis. You know, I'll wait until son- Monday to really delve into it. But the lack of topics, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I really am. I really apologize for the lack of topics here. Uh, I really wish I had a tennis. I really did. There was just nothing happening in tennis. I really couldn't pinpoint any topic or story that I could really delve into that it was really worth your time. So my apologies. I wish I could talk about tennis. I really do. Uh, yeah, I really do. Uh, let's get into our, our third topic for today nothing tennis related so my apologies uh but the twitter mob the twitter cancel culture mob the twitter outrage and honestly i kind of understand where they're coming from uh is going after joe rogan for his roe v wade comments uh joe rogan cusses out people anxious about roe v wade show up at work uh so let's let's see what he said all right i think it's important to have some context to the situation it's important to hear his side of things uh so he says and this is from Newsweek. So, you know, it's, it's this Roe v. Wade thing. I saw it in the news and I need a mental health day, he said mockingly. Switching to his normal voice, he responded, F you, show up at work, show up at work and work harder. Get the F out of here. Earlier this month, the controversial UFC commentator and comedian surprised some listeners by stating that he was 100% in favor of a woman's right to choose rogan has been criticized in the past for allegedly spreading misinformation and misinformation about the covid 19 pandemic and vaccines uh videos of him using the n-word and another okay i'm not going to delve into that uh, obviously i defended him in that uh in the year like i feel like it's important to defend him you know if they like him like using the n-word and whatnot and whatnot i think that happened like 10 11 years ago so i feel like people change it's important to view people in their, their current light you know if they made incremental progress I think it's important to uh, note that and he apologized and I feel like he said it you know and, and earnestly honestly and it's water under the bridge I feel like people need to get over it you know for the nworth thing you know and for the vaccine thing and for COVID you know I've talked about it ad nauseum go check my other videos in regards to that matter uh but in in terms of this discussion here with Roe v Wade uh, when he says, oh, you know, take, when when he's like sort of mocking people taking mental health days, I find it interesting that, you know, a, a comedian slash MMA analyst slash podcaster would say that about like individuals that work gruesomely. Like, again, I, I know Rogan works a lot, but some people take like 10 hour shifts at work. You know, some people work a lot work a lot you know so when i hear you know a podcaster be like oh suck it up and whatnot it's like no 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 like i understand that this has a lot of implications for working class people because this is what affects working class people the most right do you think rich people are affected by roe v wade no they're gonna get their abortions you know do you think politicians are affected by roe v wade no they're gonna get their mistresses abortions you know like that's what ma- like at the end of the day this affects working class people the most So when I see, you know, him going after, you know, people, you know, saying, oh, like mocking people, you know, taking a day off for for this, it's like, for me, like, I get where they're coming from. Like, I really do. So when I see him do this, it's like, okay, I feel like you got to circle back. You got to, you know, take take it down a level, you know, sort of hear other people, you know, I feel like right now, like what he should do. Is just have some pro-choice advocate on a show. Like I think that would be great for him. Like honestly, like personally for me, like I think there should be a difference between there should be a separation between church and state. Like so, that's my opinion on that on the matter about the abortion thing. So uh, it doesn't matter what my opinion is. I think right now, like Roe v. like pro-choice is as, as American as apple pie. Like it really is. And I don't think it'll ever be overturned. I really don't. They may chip away at it, I'm, and that might happen. But overall, I don't think it'll ever be get overturned. I, I just think we're not there as a country to overturn such a such a massively ingrained thing in our in our in our country. I, I feel like Roe v. Wade is up there with like the Constitution It's like the holy grail for people. It really is. Uh, like Roe v. Wade for liberals is like what the Constitution is for like conservatives. Like it's like the same thing for for them. But again, like going back to my my comments on the pro-choice thing, you know, I think right now what Rogan should do is just have some pro-choice advocate on a show. I feel like that would do wonders for his podcast and we could actually get more people invested and actually want to hear what he would have to say in that podcast. And I think a lot of liberals, who sort of are on the fence about Rogan, and a lot of individuals that are on Twitter and whatnot, and people outside who hear this combo, who may be sort of out of it with Rogan, I feel like this is just the perfect thing to do for him to get those individuals to listen to his podcast and really hear a nuanced, well-thought-out discussion in regards to the issue. So for me, that's what I would do if I was Rogan. Have some pro-choice advocate on. Have a discussion. And he says that he's that he's pro-choice. You know, he did say uh, that you know he thinks that the Roe v. Wade decision to overturn it is kind of dumb, and I agree with him on that. I, I really do. You know, I remember early on in this podcast I said I was pro-life. For me, like. I was just saying things for the sake of saying things. I just wanted to get people discussing, people talking and whatnot. So I don't really have a, 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 an opinion on this besides, I think, Roe v. Wade is as American as apple pie. And I think that the idea that it'll ever be, that'll ever be overturned, I think that's wishful thinking. And I don't think this is going to really do anything. If anything, I think the Democrats leak this just to get people to vote for them in the midterms. That's what it boils down to. That's what I think it really sh- boils down to. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's my uh, overall opinion on the Joe Rogan Roe v way thing. He should just get a pro choice, gu- pro choice woman or pro pro choice advocate on, hear her side of the issue, agree with her, find some common ground. You know, push back if it goes too left or uh, too too wild, too flagrant. You know, I feel like that's the best thing for him to do. You know, I I remember he brought, like, some doctor on before the COVID-19 pandemic. And that doctor was talking about, you know, the problems with COVID-19 and how serious that is. And obviously, this was before we knew that was just, like, another flu. Um, But he had him on. And it was a very interesting conversation. You know, he's had individuals on the left on. And they've been some of the best podcasts ever. I mean, that podcast he did with Bernie, I mean, that's, that's still one of the best episodes he's ever put out. It really, it really is. And it was only for like an hour, hour and a half, but my God, that was a great podcast between the two of them. You know, I mean, he's had conversations with people on the left, people on the right, and I feel like right now, it's the perfect chance for him to bring a pro-choice person on and just hash it out. And I feel like that's the best thing he could do. You know, I mean, when he had Tim Pool on, when he had Jack Dorsey on, and when he didn't press him on any, any topics, and then when he brought Tim Pool on to really discuss with Jack Dorsey on set topics... That was great content. That was a great podcast. Him, like, Tim Bull going after Vijaya Gade. I think that's her name, Vijaya Uh And just, like, pressing on her about, like, Twitter's terms of service and, like, how they, like, manipulate and, and sort of uh, throttle, you know, people that are outside of the zeitgeist of corporate press and in how they like censor people of their opinions i thought that was very entertaining and more importantly that was very right of temple to do so i feel like joe rogan has had a platform that can really bring nuance to situations and conversations and i feel like if he just brings out a pro-choice individual on that podcast i think it, it would do wonders for just the overall ability for people to have a conversation without fear of being silenced or canceled or whatnot i feel like that podcast is one of the few podcasts where people can can be honest and vulnerable and can be who they are and, and can be truthful about what they truly say and i feel like him having a pro-choice individual or pro-life anybody for that matter on that podcast regardless uh, regarding that situation i think that would do wonders for for that podcast i really do not that he needs it but obviously Uh, It it would do a lot for the podcast if you just get somebody to talk about it talk about it with them in that regard in that front But again, so say that oh you have to show up to work, you know get the f out of here f you it's like That's not the right way to go about it. I I just don't think that's the right way to go about it I, I love rogan. I really do. I mean he inspired me to start a podcast, like, as I'm sure he did with a bunch of other individuals. Uh, he made me realize that the importance of, you know, putting yourself out there on the internet and, you know, developing a fan base and getting people talking about you and, you know, saying what you truly believe in, and that's all well and good. I just disagree with what he says about that. And I feel like that's fine, you know, it's fine to have disagreements with people, you know, it's completely fine to disagree with individuals, you know, regard uh, regard rega- regarding anything, you know, so... I pulled a Brendan Schaub there. I started a lot <laughs> when I said that. Uh, by the way, uh, should I talk about Brendan Schaub or no? Should I get? Should I have the fear of uh, being canceled by Brendan Schaub and you know getting copyright strike by by Brendan Schaub? Uh I heard the Trash Tuesday podcast uh, between the Brendan Schaub Between Brendan Schaub and and Andy and Kalila, you know, addressing it and whatnot. Apparently, like, he had, like, 300 pages of HTML code. And on one of the pages, it said Robert Lee. (laughs) And that was, like, the... That was his evidence for Bobby Lee and Tiger Belly for creating the Fightin' the Kid uh, subreddit page. And if you guys don't know, that's quite laughable. Like, anybody can just, like, inspect Element and just, like, type in their own HTML code and change things up so i mean that evidence is kind of sad to see if that's what he brings out as evidence oh god like oh like uh, i i don't know what to say about that i really don't uh so i don't know what's next for brendan Shaw, honestly uh i know people are making fun of gringo poppy and i'm like where was this like a few months ago like where was this where was the critique on brendan shop a few months ago when he was trying to sue youtubers like i was like one of the like Not to say I wasn't one of the few people that talked about it, but in terms of comedians, maybe not well-known comedians, but in terms of comedians, I was, like, like one of the few that actually talked about it. Everybody avoided that topic. Like, name name comedians from both NYC and LA. Probably they avoided the topic of of discussing it. So when I see people, like, hating on it, I'm like, okay, fine, that's fine. But overall, like, where was this energy, like, a few months ago? Uh, So, yeah, people are really talking about the burning shop thing and you know they're going after him you know for releasing gringo poppy which uh is i mean let's be honest here not a good special uh <laughs> i was going to actually punk you guys by putting it as, as my wiki pick uh i was going to say it as my wiki pick and sort of play along with it and be like yeah gringo poppy one of the greatest specials ever when he says hey what do mexicans put on their cookies salsa I thought that was the greatest joke of all time. You know, I, th- I was going to run with it, honestly. Uh, but he does he does get booed. He did get booed in a special. Like, that's very interesting. The fact that he got booed in a special and put it out there, I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Anyways, uh, apparently the Tiger Belly podcast that he did with, obviously with Bobby Lee and Kalila, that podcast episode has more views than a special. I'm being honest. Like, I think like right now it's like 1.2 million views on the tiger belly thing. The Gringo Poppy special has like 800,000, and the tiger belly episode is like over an hour and 20 minutes long. I think a special is like 20 to like 30 minutes. So it's like, like wow, like that that I would honestly like shock myself if a podcast episode I did. Gets more views than my special. Like, I, I would honestly shock myself to death if that happened. Like, if something that was that big of a, of a drama that happened between two podcasters gets more views than, uh, than my work, than what I de- devoted myself to and dedicated myself to for the past two years, three years, I would sh- think otherwise. But, anyways, that's my opinion on the Brendan Shop thing. He, it's just way too early in his comedy career to like release a special, just way too early. Just, just focus on the jokes you know like right now like I've been doing comedy for like a year you know like I only have like 10 11 minutes of material and I would never put that 10 11 minutes of material out there like I really wouldn't uh, I, I would not say that I would never do that uh, Now is it crowd Now, if it's crowd work by all means put your crowd work up there but like I would never like confidently like put all my 10 minutes of material up there for the world to see and critique it it's just way too much. It's just too much for me, you know? So that's the Brendan Shaw thing. That's the uh, discussion that I'll have. Just a brief update on this situation. Uh, I don't want to get copyright striked or get a lawsuit on my hands uh, because that's what he's doing. He's being a bully now. He's just being a bully And, and, you know, putting independent YouTube channels and basically threatening lawsuits against them for basically like what it is essentially is, you know, for doing nothing wrong essentially so that's my overall thoughts and opinions on the uh, Brendan Shaw thing in regards to uh, his uh, thing I, yeah I wanted to spend a quick minute on that you know so before we uh, talk about any other topic to show so let's get into our next bit of discussion here uh, so the Pennsylvania Republican primary happened yesterday it was like an election a primary election uh, between dr. Ross Dave McCormick and I think another individual was uh, running. I don't have her name, but I I don't think she's going to win. But it was basically a neck and neck race between Dr. Oz and Dave McCormick. I think they're still counting the ballots. They're still counting the totals. But as of right now, it seems like Dr. Oz will win. Um, Things can definitely change. But overall, it seems like he has a lead now and it doesn't seem like he's gonna lose he was trump backed so i'm just getting this from fox news trump backed dr oz and dave mccormick go into overtime in pennsylvania crucial gop senate primary all right it's too close to call in pennsylvania's jam-packed combative and extremely expensive gop senate primary with Mehmet oz and dave mccormick virtually deadlocked Uh, both candidates acknowledged that a winner would be determined on tuesday night We're not going to have a result tonight, Oz, the cardiac surgeon, author, and well-known celebrity physician, told supporters at his primary night event in Bucks County in Philadelphia's northern suburbs. Oz made a point to thank Trump during his speech. Let's start with 45, President uh, President Trump, Oz said to cheers. President Trump, after he endorsed me, continued to lean into the race in Pennsylvania. God bless you, sir, for putting so much effort into this race. I will make you proud. Veteran and conservative political commentator uh, Kathy Barnett, oh, that's the person, uh, the Trumpiest of the Republican candidates who who surged in public opinion surveys in recent weeks, stood in third place. So yeah, that's what happened. Uh, Either McCormick or Oz will face off against, and I'm just getting this from Fox News again, their website, Uh, Either McCormick or Oz will face off against Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who easily won the Democratic nomination in the fight to succeed retiring GOP Senator Pat Toomey in a crucial battleground state. The race is one of the handful across the country that will likely decide if Republicans will back the Senate majority in November's midterm elections. The primary is proving another test of Trump's immense sway over the GOP, 16 months removed from the White House. The former president remains the most popular and influential president Politician in the Republican Party as he plays a Kingsmaker's role in this year's primaries and repeated flirts with another presidential run in 2024. All right, what are we doing here, Bapa? All right, what are we doing? Name the waters, Bapa, because this is crazy, honestly. Like, this primary is, when I want to say crazy, I mean crazy in a very boring way, because I'll be honest with you, no matter who is the senator or who who beats who in this race, they're basically more or less the same individual. I mean, Dr. Ross is like a liberal who lives in New Jersey who has no stake in Pennsylvania. I don't know why he's running in Pennsylvania and I don't know why people are voting for him. I mean, he seems quite liberal. I mean, he seems, he seems like a de- he seems like he could run as a Democrat in like <laughs> like in a lot of places. I really do believe so. Uh, even in the most blue places, I think he could still run as a Democrat. Obviously like a corporate Democrat, you know, like a centrist. But he could still run as a democrat in a lot of places Dave mccormick and that's more or less uh, different i mean obviously he's like a pro-life kind of individual you know uh he says he's america first but i mean Dave mccormick has, has has had a lot of stake in like china and whatnot so to see him like say he's america first kind of sketchy to say that if you're if you have that much interest in china so overall these two individuals uh honestly What it really goes to show you is that anybody can really be in office. You know, you don't have to be the smartest person in the world. You don't have to be the most wise, the most intelligent. You don't have to, you know, have the biggest smile and, you know, kiss babies and and do other things with babies. I mean, who knows what they do in those eyes wide shut parties. But what it really boils down to is that anybody can really be in office it it doesn't take a lot it really doesn't all you need is wealthy individuals backing you as long as you say the right thing and do the right thing as long as you don't uh, piss off anybody there's a good chance you're going to be in public office it really it really that's what it really boils down to and if you check the boxes then that's fine that's that adds more to it and more importantly if you have a backed in fan base or a following out of it now obviously most of his fan base and following probably doesn't don't support his uh uh you know His political career because obviously you know they're more liberal and whatnot they're more soccer moms if you will but if you have a following if you have the capital to really get you into these races chances are you're going to win and if you're able to be honest and trump was a middle finger to the establishment so if you're like a person that's like donald trump who and that's like a one in a million you know person i feel like we'll never see another person like donald trump again in our political realm at all i don't think the elites will ever allow that but if you're like trump then there's a good chance you could win uh now will he be backed by trump probably not because you know donald trump cares more about celebrity he cares more about you know getting you know people talking and invested and that's why he uh, supported dr dr oz over say kathy barnett even though kathy barnett is more of a trump person than dr oz he supported dr oz because dr oz is a celebrity and that's what it really comes down to at the end of the day is whether or not you can get people talking about you so trump trump backing on dr oz i'm not really surprised i mean he's made a lot of pretty weird decisions in terms of who he's backed i mean didn't he back some georgia senator over some other individual that was more like populist and again like trump you got to understand like when he campaigned in 2016 he was very populist i mean he was i mean he was basically that of like like saying that we need to focus on manufacturing in America, we got to focus on being isolationist, you know, we got to focus on, you know, pulling troops out of these wars. You know, he really campaigned on a populist platform. And to see him devolve into just your typical milk toast conservative that, you know, is all talk and no action, you know, really goes to show you that at the end of the day, he was just nothing more than than what he was which is an individual that really cared about israel and you know a person that you know bent bent over backwards for israel you know and that's what he will be you know a person that you know tried to market himself and brand himself as this you know outcast but at the end of the day played along with the billionaires you know and with the with wall street you know when he put you know steve mnuchin as his treasury secretary i'm like okay this is it this is done this is over like wrap it up folks like this is over you know when you saw him you know pass that tax cuts and uh, tax cuts bill in 2017 you know a, a bill that he would have hated if he ran in 2016 what a campaign against in 2016 run on 2017 and, and pass in 2017 it, that was the end of his presidency right there i mean that's that's when it's like uh poll poll ratings like tanked at the the most Not, you know, at, you know, 2018 or 2019, not when he had those tweets, it was all when he passed the tax cuts bill. That tax cuts bill made his polling go downward. So overall, Trump endorsing Dr. Oz. Are we really surprised by it? Like, let's be honest here. Are we really surprised by it? No. Uh, But overall, with Dr. Oz and Dave McCormick, at the end of the day, I I just want to see it all blow up. You know, I want to see it all blow up. I really do. I think at this point in time, you know, we've had our time as Americans. I think we've had a pretty good, you know, 200, 300 years of, you know, not 200, like mean, not 300 years, but, you know, 1776 to 2022. So 224, 24, 24, 246 years, I would say. You know, we had a good 246 years of of you know dominance i think right now we just need to you know come back from it you know we just got to be like okay let's blow it all up let's start over again you know we had our fair share we had our time let's make room for russia and china because at this point when we are electing dr oz and these individuals like that first off it goes to show you that politics is fruitless but more importantly it goes to show you that people are just done you know people are just done with the process people are just done with everything let's go back to let's just peel it back a bit. Let's peel it back, you know. You know, I feel like what America is doing, what America should be doing is what Brendan Shop should be doing as well. Which is just, just peeling it back, you know, starting all over, you know, starting a new life, you know, that's what America should be doing right now. And that's my that's my final Brennan Shop dig. Uh, hopefully the cats at P of Chang's are eating right now. Uh, that's that's where, where where I'll sort of leave it at that with the discussion on the Pennsylvania Republican primary. Uh, so yeah that's about it uh, with this uh, discussion here Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed Uh, and that's it for the podcast for today so guys make sure you uh, guys thanks so much for watching thank you so much for listening make sure you like subscribe click the bell icon for notifications down below make sure you subscribe to both my podcast channel my podcast clip channel Make sure you leave a comment down below on any of the topics I discuss, whether it's Jordan Peterson getting roasted for calling SI swimsuit model ugly, whether it's Tucker Carlson calling out Denton Crenshaw, Joe Rogan's discussion on Roe v. Wade, uh, Brendan Schaub and the overall saga that is Brendan Schaub, and that of say the Twitter, in uh, that of say uh, of the Pennsylvania primary. Any comments, questions, or concerns? Leave them down below. I'll do my best to respond to each and every one of them. And make sure you. Um, you know, so uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Aj Ajay Thakkar. A J A Y T H A K K A R underscore at the end for both my Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you rate and review on iTunes and Spotify. And last but not least, make sure you spread this through word of mouth, uh, through your text chains, and through WhatsApp. I think spreading it through word of mouth is important in establishing a community for all of us. You know, because we all have a genuine vested interest in this, and we and I really and we really want to see this grow in heights that we've never really seen before. So make sure you spread it through word of mouth and spread it through you know your text chains and WhatsApp because I think that really gets the conversation going and I think it really gets people to really think in ways that is abstract. And I think having conversation, conversations is very, very important for just any advancement in our society. And I think doing that would be a lot for me and I think it would grow this podcast immensely. So guys, thank you so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys on Tuesday. We'll talk about the French Open. We'll recap the line, Leon Open. Who knows? Probably not. I don't know. But we'll talk about the French Open. I, for one, can't wait. I really can't. And also, one last bit of discussion here uh, before I end it. Uh, for the next week or so on my podcast clips channel, I'll be releasing one video daily recapping the best match of Roland Garros. Hopefully, I can you know be a man of my word and, and do that. But right now, what's planned is that on my podcast clips channel... I'll be recapping one video daily. One the best match of the ATP tour. I'll be recapping one video. Uh, I'll be recapping one match, uh, and I'll be doing it daily for the next two weeks during Roland Garros. So be on the lookout for that on my podcast clips channel. Uh, and that's where I'll sort of leave it off for you. For you, that guys. Thank you so much for watching. Watching. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Enjoy your weekend. Avoid the bookings and have a great weekend and hopefully spend time with those you love all right guys peace see y'all